One word frees us of all the weight and pain of life. That word is love. An amazing statement quoted by Sophocles, if you please. (laughs) Welcome back to Dungeon Monitors. Let's talk about love, guys. It is the ass end of January, but still, happy fucking new year. I love you. No, I don't. Maybe I do. Love is in the air everywhere. It's so intoxicating, right? The fantasy. It's actually real. Omnipresent. The inevitable. There are those who love, they just don't know how to. Love thyself. Know thyself. That doesn't go without saying, check yourself before you motherfucking wreck yourself. Very helpful part of the process. Let me just tell, get that out of the way right now. As there is a thin line between love and hate, and you have to love yourself, not just other people. It's important to love yourself. Going back to the thin line, think about when someone hates something, how passionate they are, how expressive, how fucking extra they're willing to be to make a point that they don't like that shit, or they don't fuck with you, or what the fuck ever it is. Think about the behavior, the actions. The foolery and all the fucking nonsense. Think about that. Now, when you're really into somebody, when you're really in love with them, think about how extra you are, how passionate you are, the actions you're willing to take. Think about that, how you can step out of character in both ways with both emotions. There's a lot of similar things about love and hate. It's better to love than to hate, truly. Now, love. Yeah. Think about the flex of love. The blueprint is ever-changing. There's so many layers. The love for your child, animal pets included, versus the difference of romantic love you have for a partner that you share intimacy with, thoughts, your dreams, how you love your grandmother, the grand respect you have for your elder, even when they say fucked up, outdated things and don't really have any boundaries. And of course, it's easy to get fucking annoyed by these behaviors and you don't agree with the fly shit that they say. But you don't have control over that. Anyways, however, even though you don't have control of what people say or the insane shit that comes out of their mouth, in most cases it's for a grandparent, you're really willing to hold back completely or just a little. They're just kind of ignorant at times and you will find yourself maneuvering, you know, through these moments and trying to make them comical, change the subject immediate for some type of recovery. It's a different layer of love, a different expectation that you have for that person than that person kind of has for you, especially an elder. For the most part, you're willing to give that person the benefit of the doubt because you love them. And sometimes they know better, sometimes they don't know better. Regardless, love them. So you try to make the best of it and swerve that shit because goddamn, sometimes people in time say some really interesting opinions. (laughs) Moving on, when it comes to love, I think about me and how the expectation in the BDSM universe and in vanilla life remains the same. Loyalty means more to me than love. You will absolutely positively give me both. You will give me both. I love you. So easy to say, so different to mean. Show me something. Actions speak louder than words. I live by this. And of course, I don't mind hearing it. Don't fucking love bomb me, though. I don't like to be smothered. (laughs) In this episode, you're going to hear a lot of great quotes and some clips from the optics of a couple of those who serve me and what love and devotion through servitude means to them. You know what I always say. Trust me. You're going to love it. 
I serve mistress, and this is what love means to me. There's a great quote from Mark Antony to Cleopatra. Quote, I adore you, mistress. I will lay at your feet, obedient and humble, submissive to your wishes, unquote. There are many layers of love, and this is what love means to me, especially in servitude. Love often starts with the visual and physical, and those remain important, but they're not foundational. As we grow, we evolve, and some may say change, and the partner we're with needs to understand and appreciate that just as we need to for them. The bond really grows stronger as the years go by. But we're also individuals and have our own identities, and some of us want and need to keep those separate from our regular and vanilla lives. Many of us have responsibilities that weigh upon us, and we need an escape. Escape from these regular lives. We need to be relieved of making decisions, and we need to seek a greater power to which to submit. When submitting, one can find peace, solace, and gratitude. For me, serving a greater power, in my case, Millennial Dom, has become such a release This part of my life in which my sole purpose is to please and serve has become incredibly rewarding. It fills me in a way that I have not found possible anywhere else. And when that superior understands and appreciates the relationship and helps their submissive fulfill this need and grow in this way without greed, yet with confidence and strict expectations, a connection is made unlike any other. That, to me, is a strong component of love and servitude. Well said. That's my secretary, everybody. This person has jumped through some hoops of fire. I'm going to give him a B plus. He's doing pretty well. And would you look at that? I just so happen to have a perfect quote about love and devotion that embodies my secretary very well by Henry Miller. Look at me being all poetic and whatnot. True strength lies in submission, which permits one to dedicate his life through devotion to something beyond himself. Much like my secretary, who's doing a fabulous job. Amazing administration skills. Amazing. Your collar is on its way. For a long time, I really didn't understand love. I know love animals, of course, because people are replaceable, animals are not. And I wasn't completely honest about it to people. I mean, in so many words, I would I would explain I'm a great lover, a terrible boyfriend. I'm sure you guys can tell by now that I'm a pet parent. Hello. I'm an amazing pet parent, phenomenal dominant, dedicated to caretaker, a clever girl. But again, I'm not a great boyfriend. And it took me a while to understand why. Not being able to love people properly is actually very fucking tragic. If you don't love yourself fully, you'll never be able to reach the full potential to love others fully. This also prevents you from receiving love. All of it. All that they have for you. All the love in the world. You're welcome for that gem. You know, I don't gatekeep. Be taking tributes for that. But seriously, try. Try if you can. Try to understand that you are completely worthy of receiving love. And back in the day, I... I was just so confused. I'm like, I don't get it. I never really understood how anyone could love me. I had no clue. I just was like, why? It was baffling. But now, now that I've grown kind of like a succulent, unfortunately, it's actually very simple. It starts with you. Starts in here. You can't see what I'm doing. I'm pointing to the left half of my chest where the heart is. (laughs) So cringy. Okay, here's another clip. My given name by my mistress is is Esclavo. That means slave, by the way. And I am a servitor to Mistress Goddess Millennial Tom, my ruler and my owner. As a submissive male, I have been involved in the lifestyle since my mid-30s. That is back like about three decades ago. And through that time, I have learned that when a superior lady welcomes you and accepts you as her servant, as her little subservient male, or whatever she may deem you worthy of, one shall submit himself to her with deep reverence and mitigated devotion as the superior being she is, with the love and respect 
I always committed myself to profess during my years as of to every single woman, every single female on this earth, as the female gender deserves from us, all of us lowly males. Because yes, we're all here in this world to serve, respect, worship, and obey our lady goddesses, our superior mistresses, with all our might, with our minds, our bodies, our hearts, and our souls. And that's a feeling no one can replace with anything else. And with these words, I bow to my queen, Millennial Dog. Bravo. Love is blind. Love is small. Love is tall. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And that's not for everyone to get. For example, me. I look like the sloth from Ice Age, but everybody still fucking like adores me. It's crazy. <sighs> Another random belligerent thought. I'm sure you guys are growing quite fond of those. The last insert that I present to you this evening is from a local submissive that serves me. And unfortunately, our schedules did not align and she is currently out of town with her whole family. But she did send me some material on the matter that I'll be reading off here in a moment. And we have to grab my phone and it's a little lengthy. So we're going to jump a little bit here and there. Here we go. It starts with, I love you, mistress. I know you do. All that you have done for me, for us, I cannot imagine life without your guidance. Okay, we're gonna jump to the origin story. I saw a mistress originally for essential spankings that changed the role play as a stern caregiver. With this, I was provided structure, approval, praise, and discipline, but praise and approval are only provided when I earn it. A very different dynamic I am not accustomed to. Outside of this, I am spoiled with no consequences, constantly being doted on. I found these sessions therapeutic and my interests have shifted to enjoying mild corporal punishment. My needs I could not share with my husband at first. I sought mistress without him knowing. I was worried how it would feel and that he would be against it. I also feared him judging me. I knew it was something I needed no matter how anyone would have felt. It's my decision, my choice. I knew this was something I could not ask of him. I didn't want or need it from him. I needed a feminine energy. Well, darling, you've come to the right place. <laughs> okay, that's not in what she wrote, but there's a lot here. So jump down a little bit because, wow. All right. So Mr. would visit, talk to us both about what would be taking place, the safe word, safety, and the expectations. My husband would kneel and watch humbly. Mistress forbid him from speaking, and after his bow, she would direct him to sit with his head down and remain seated until she, until she said, rise, and he obeyed. It made me happy he could be a part of it, and it was like somewhat dual service for Mistress. I'm going to jump down a little more. I saw Mistress on and off for years. When I stopped, years passed, and I contacted Mistress from time to time for counseling sessions over the phone. would send her gifts for her birthday and holidays. Then I found out Mistress was ill, and I was devastated. I am so happy you're back, Mistress, and feeling much better. Whew. You've brought so much joy and clarity to my life, to us. You are the only person who is capable of holding their ground around me. You respectfully and patiently push my limits while staying in the bounds. I will do anything for you, mistress. Seeing you has bettered my relationship with my husband and has changed how I treat others. I am forever grateful of our time together, and I'm looking forward to seeing you and receiving my new instructions for the next visit. I adore you and love you very much forever and always. Appreciatively, admiringly, and humbly bowing, your servant... How adorable. Such kind words from a trophy wife. She really is a fucking brat. Ugh, those two. Ugh, they're a great couple. Something mentioned 
almost a brief time in the recent past of me not doing well health-wise. And when you're in the NICU, you definitely have some doubts. That's where I accepted that I wasn't being good to myself. Since my hiatus, I'm only dangerous now versus being lethal before. But every day I've grown stronger and I will surpass the old me, shut all of it away, changing into the real me, who I was always meant to be. Everything. I couldn't have changed, grown, evolved until I really started to love me. And I recognized that in there. You never know who you really are until you forgive yourself from treating yourself poorly and learn to love you. But for real this time, like actually doing it, putting in the work. I started to feel hopeless. I had nightmares about a way of life I thought I'd erased. I felt imprisoned, helpless. I started hating myself over again almost immediately. It's something I thought I wasn't capable of or doing, but I had to really think and dive deep. And I remembered, it's not about thinking, it's about knowing. I knew if I felt sorry for myself, if I didn't try, if I gave up, I knew it was going to be over. And I love a redemption arc. I crawled out of this endless, severe, bullshit ass fucking depression and I had to start with being less hard on myself. I had to be more calm. I had to breathe. I had to be calm about the situation at hand. And I can only manage what I could literally touch. And what I've avoided the most that I can literally touch was myself. Non-sexually. And given my current state of mind and body, it took me a minute, but I finally remembered I'm in control. Although I felt out of control... It's all in my control. Me, yours truly, the one and only. And this really helped. I talked to myself. I whispered a lot, said many affirmations, pulled myself into the dumb space, avoided the grave, acknowledging I'm alive. And I was so fragile. And even if you live, you can die inside like many of us quietly do. And I fucking refused. I refuse. And I didn't believe I could make it. I didn't believe I could, but I found it. I found it in me. And I embraced it from all directions. Love. It made me hopeful, at ease, confident, and happy. I fought for it. And you should fight for it too. Ugh, memories of my fall, but I'm on the rise now. So be a part of it. Have a hand in it. Bear witness to it. My resurrection. Here's one last quote for the night. It's by Maxine Minx, played by Mia Goth in the movie X. In a couple scenes, Maxine is exerting some serious Dom energy. She's definitely heavy in the Dom space when she says, I will not accept a life I do not deserve. It's her mantra. And she says it throughout the film. She ran away from her family. They were part of a religious cult. She freed herself. It's a perfect example of not allowing herself to be a slave to unhappiness. Finding herself and loving herself despite the judgment of others. And her mantra is exactly how I felt in that room. And when I feel that way, when I feel down, I tell myself after watching that great fucking movie, and that movie is fucking phenomenal, I will not accept a life I do not deserve. And you don't have to either. You don't have to walk a straight line. You don't have to do what people tell you to. You can just be you and accept you. And I hope you realize, if not before this episode or in this moment, perhaps after, Time will pass a year from now, a couple years from now, maybe five, ten. Make sure when you're sitting there, you're sitting in the life that you chose, not the life that happened by default. 
whatever path you choose, whatever lifestyle you live, if you're single, if you have a partner, partners, give them reassurance, especially if fear seeps in. Recognize concerns, nip in the bud, have a conversation, rip the bandaid off. Once your partner becomes or feels mentally, emotionally safe and secure in the relationship, that's when things change for the better. That's when they're more willing and interested. There's nothing wrong with curiosities, being different, conventional, non-conventional. It doesn't matter. It's not anyone's business but your own. Hear each other. Support each other. Love one another. There are things in life that you'll enjoy that you can't explain, especially to the basic or the ordinary, because you're extraordinary. But before you indulge too much, dig a little deeper, find you within you, and love yourself. Love yourself more. Mistakes will most definitely be made on your journey. It's all a part of the process. You'll stunt your growth if you refuse. Love thyself. Know thyself. And know that you can be the perfect person for the wrong person. There could be absolutely nothing wrong with you. Absolutely positively nothing. You're just not with the right person that deserves you and appreciates your fullness. The more you shine, the more shadows you cast. But it's all a part of growing. And for all of you prudes and judgmental dicks, maybe it's time for you to live in the the modern world too. Wake up. Change. And that's going to require thought and reflection. The safety and conformity to the norms, the repetition of the same security to fit in, to be liked. Stop it. There is value in changing, evolving. Challenge yourself. Challenge the dynamic. I mean, if you don't, Is being a part of the herd worth this little short, finite life? I don't think so. Okay, unsolicited, genuine, golden self-love advice rant over. Now, let's get fucking serious for a second. I need you to understand something. I need you to see me, whether in person or on your screen. Hear me through the audio within your speakers. Feel me. I'm fucking back. Better than ever. Stronger. Faster. Smarter. A magnificent beast. You will adore me. You will bow. You will kneel. You will beg. Crawl for me. Submit to me. I have been summoned, not only by others outside of me. The hospital has changed me, and I am finally awake. Somewhere in my little vegetable state of mind, I spoke. I woke. I woke my... I went deep within my mind and heart, and I reached so far. I dug hard, and I didn't stop. Now the residual haunts me. I finally understand my calling, my purpose. And here I am to heal. Now kneel. And that's where I am at life. Fire and brimstone, motherfuckers. (laughs) I know I can be terrifying, but that's the point. Final note. Nobody's fucking perfect. Accept yourself. I accept me. You need to accept me too. But whether you do or not, I don't fucking care. I hope you guys enjoyed... The first episode of 2023. I should see you sluts around uh, Valentine's Day for a hot wifing cuckold episode. Ooh, it seems to be all the rage, becoming more and more popular, a big topic of conversation. To be continued, anticipate a part two of this topic of this episode later on this year, as love is an extensive, diverse, and vast entity. Before I go, I just want to tell you, I love you. Mwah. <laughs> Okay, no gatekeeping, seriously. Watch the movie X and Pearl. X has Kid Cudi in it, our lord and savior here in the land. 
Brittany fucking Snow. Don't sleep on Miss fucking Snow. It's starring the ever so talented Mia Goth and fucking Jenna Ortega is in it as well. An all-star cast. An all-star cast. Fucking amazing. Well, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Follow me, download me, obey me, worship me, like, share, comment, and subscribe. Talk to you soon.